Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. We are midway through the week here. Hey, we are halfway to the finale for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I can almost feel it and taste it. I can't wait to see where this is going to go. And if a certain person actually gets a certain suit and picks up that shield and becomes a person we know he can be... Oh, we're almost there, but a little bit of housekeeping here before we get going. As always, um, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Marturk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. A little bit of life update. Puppy's still going good. You know, we're, uh, well, I say going good. I mean, we're kind of in those, you know, little struggles right now where uh, he's still having a little bit of accidents in the house. You know, we actually, I purchased those bells you ring at the door because uh, we have some friends that were able to do that. So we're going to try and start working on that. I mean, we're still bringing him out like every hour now. I think it's him more or less just kind of marking his little territory. But uh, right now we're to the point where he's, you know, doing that little kind of crazy wild man thing where I think he's really trying to show his dominance. And uh, we just need to say, hey, no biting. You got to calm down. He kind of needs to learn that. So we're kind of going through the process of, you know, coming up with what works best for him for us to, uh, you know, reward him for things that he's doing. So he's going to realize that, hey, it's better to just be cool. And not be uh, going banana town, which is kind of his uh, <laughs> his his uh, on mode right now. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. But hey, our nights are going great, man. I'm only getting up once a night now. Just kind of let him out. It's not him crying. It's me just setting my alarm to make sure he's not going to go in his crate. So uh, eventually, I'm sure we're going to be getting all the way through the night. But let's jump in here into what is probably the, the biggest story for me, at least, uh, here coming out over these last few days. And that is we have the trailer for our next step or yet another step, I should say, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, this isn't necessarily the next step. Uh, but we got our first trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And uh, this kind of blew up on the internet when they uh, put this out there. I mean, people went crazy when they saw this. I mean, we knew this this trailer was going to be coming at some point. Uh, and we knew the movie was obviously coming as well. But wow, this looks awesome. Now, what's interesting about this, and, and you know, I'm going to be honest... I'm not too familiar with the character himself. You know, this is a character that, um, you know, I kind of always knew was like a, I don't want to say a background character, but a background character for me who I never really, you know, followed that much or even, hell, even knew really what his abilities were. Um, but having seen the trailer and kind of um, researched some of it, I think he's going to be a great, great fit uh, for just the the MCU. I mean, in this, I think he's going to be a perfect case for them to eventually bring in you know, which I mean, supposedly they were they were going to start doing that, uh, but to bring in like Daredevil and things like that, like he is going to be just a great, I think, kind of avenue to that. But the interesting bit about Shang Chi, and if you're not familiar with the character, he essentially is a kung fu master. I mean, that's kind of what they they call him, the master of kung fu. And if you watch the trailer, I mean, it's pretty blatant and pretty clear about that's what it is. Um, but uh, they uh, the interesting thing is that Simu Lu, who is the the, the actor that's going to play him, um, essentially his character Shang Chi is going to be um, I don't know. It looks like he's going to be kind of glimpsing into his past. Like he there's something in his past that uh, I guess it's his father that has kind of raised him and taught him all of this uh, kung fu and kind of has bred him for this. But where the Ten Rings and, and this is kind of where the speculation is right now is the Ten Rings was the name of the group. In the original Iron Man movie, that uh, the Stark tech that like Obadiah Stane was selling and that went to, and originally John Favreau wanted the Mandarin to be the villain for the original Iron Man movie because Iron Man, one of his greatest villains, is the Mandarin. Um, 
in the comics. And Shang-Chi is kind of involved in that as well as, as with the Mandarin. And so there's a lot of speculation that we may see this somehow tie back all the way back to the start of the MCU with the Ten Rings. Um, obviously, the Ten Rings in the Iron Man film are a little bit different, right? They were kind of playing off the um, you know, Afghanistan war here in the U.S. and kind of that idea of you know, what we were doing in the Middle East at that time. Um, but there may be a way to tie that into this. Now, the Ten Rings in the comics and, and their relation to the Mandarin is that there are 10 literally physical rings that kind of have these magical powers. Um, and it seems like that may be kind of where they're going because if, you know, if you're like me, you kind of saw that trailer. And I mean, I could see this totally tying up with like Doctor Strange, right? It just kind of has that feel to it, especially um, the the neon and, and some of the special effects they were kind of showing throughout that trailer. Um, but uh, I'm going to be interested to see if they're somehow able to put that connection there because if they are, and I mean, really, we are at this point, what, we're... we're 12, 13 years from there. So you could have the legend of the Ten Rings be maybe that um, that group, that crime group. Um, and somehow it was all tied to this. You know, we may get a, a nice little tie to that, um, which I think would be pretty awesome. But um, I think having just a, a, a kick-ass Marvel Kung Fu movie is going to be great. And this, this just looks like it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's coming out on September 3rd exclusively in theaters they're saying too this doesn't seem like it's going to be a disney all access or disney plus all access uh like like black widow is going to be this is going to be straight to theaters um which by that point you know i think things are going to be be looking pretty good us here in north carolina actually recently i was looking at a study yesterday i mean it's like over 70 percent of all like adults here in north carolina have had at least their first shot so north carolina is going good i'm sure other states are going good as well um so i'm assuming by september we're going to be able to you know, feel pretty comfortable going back to theaters. Obviously, I'm sure we'll still be using social distancing and all that. Um, but uh, I think we'll be definitely heading to the theaters to see this one for sure. And, um, you know, I'm interested again just to see. We, we have what well, we have Black Widow. We have Shang-Chi. I think we'll have Eternals after that. And then we'll even have Spider-Man as well. And, I mean, before all that, we're going to have Loki. So we got a lot of Marvel stuff coming down the pipe. And don't forget as well, we also have... Um, the Bad Batch, Star Wars-wise, starting in, in, what, next week or, or week and a half on May 4th. So uh, lots of stuff to be excited about here when it comes to Disney content, Marvel, and Star Wars. Uh, I can't wait, guys. Can't wait. Um, switching gears over to video games, we did get word that uh, Sony uh, has reversed their course. So this is some good news for those of you who have some PS3 and uh, PlayStation Vita games digitally. Uh, originally, it was ma- announced back in March that they were going to be taking those stores off offline, basically, the PS3 and the um, Vita store. Um, but uh, now they've reversed course. So now both, both the PS3 and the Vita stores are staying up, and the PSP store is, however, still going down on July 2nd, With which, you know, I, I get that, I guess. You know, I mean, the PSP, there were, I believe, some digital games, you know, at, at that point. Um, but they weren't as prevalent. I mean, I know at that point, a lot of people were still buying physical games, uh, but I know there were some people who still bought digital, but uh, at least we're getting the Vita and the PS3, which, you know, we're really kind of the start of the digital age for video games. And here's a, a statement uh, from Sony. They said that uh, when we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and Vita for the foreseeable future, so I'm glad we were able to find a solution to continue these operations. 
So uh, he says, he's, this is uh, from Jim Ryan, the CEO. He says, I'm glad that we can keep this piece of our history alive for gamers to enjoy while we continue to create cutting edge new game worlds for PS4, PS5, and the next generation of VR. Thank you for sharing your feedback with us. We're always listening and appreciate the support from our PlayStation community. So there you go, man. You know, hey, they listened to the community, did the right thing, right? I mean, sometimes, sometimes, you know, yelling on the internet <laughs> works, right? Uh, and in this case, you know, this this was kind of a no-brainer. I mean, from from their aspect, I mean, that, that when he said that, I didn't even really think of that. He goes, you know, a number of factors, including commerce support challenges. I mean, that could even be just security, right? Credit card security on those devices. I mean, let's face it, guys. I mean, the Vita is getting hacked like crazy, right? There's so many people who have hacked Vitas. And when you start doing those things, then people are trying to purchase games through that storefront. Um, it can lead to issues, right? Where it's just another place where people could steal your credit card. And then essentially Sony becomes liable for that. Didn't even think of that, honestly, uh, as part of the reasoning. And so I get that. Um, and, you know, from their standpoint, it's like, why spend all this money to have a team of people um, trying to be on top of that and control that when we could use those resources elsewhere for that team to be doing something else on the newer gen, you know? So I get it. Uh, but, hey, they listened, and uh, they're going to do the right thing. So, hey, you're, we're still going to be able to buy those games, which is pretty neat. I know there's a lot of theories going around that, hey, this is why they want people on PlayStation now, right, to get people to do that, with, which in the end would probably be a better buy for you, right? But, I mean, I guess you're not owning those games. But if you have an old PS3 game you want to play, get a subscription to PlayStation now for a month, and you're going to play it for probably cheaper than you would be buying the game for on the storefront. But, Oh, well, at least you're going to be able to buy the game now if you actually want to have that license for it. Uh, speaking of Sony news, today, start well, actually starting yesterday, but now you can get out there and you can uh, download or, or just get yourself a copy of Horizon Zero Dawn, um, the complete edition. It's completely free now on the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5. It actually released a couple days ago, um, but uh, this is out there now. And the best part, you don't have to be a PlayStation Plus owner or uh, subscriber to get access to this version now this isn't just the base game this is the complete edition so you also get uh the dlc that came out the frozen wilds expansion and uh even that nice little digital art book you get with it as well so if you missed horizon zero dawn the first go around now's your chance to get in there and check it out it's on the ps4 and ps5 for owners for both and the ps5 actually gets a frame rate boost as well so uh, get in there isn't actually a, a specific edition of that uh, but it's kind of similar to what they did uh, with Ghost of Tsushima where it was a um, kind of just a boosted higher frame rate version of the game so go check that out go download it because you know hey Horizon Zero 2 Horizon Zero Dawn 2 uh, we don't know if it's coming out this year but uh, it is going to be coming very soon so if you missed that first game now's your chance to kind of get caught up and it is uh, definitely one of the better games uh, out there so go check that out uh, and finally today, a little bit of news here from the Blizzard side of things. And this one honestly was kind of surprising. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, who uh, has kind of been the, the lead game designer for Overwatch and has been at Blizzard for many, many years, been there for 19 years, not working just on Overwatch, uh, but on other titles there. But kind of Overwatch is what he's best known for, kind of being out there, the face of Overwatch uh, is leaving Blizzard. And here's what he had to say. He said, I'm leaving Blizzard Entertainment after 19 amazing years. It was truly an honor of a lifetime to have the opportunity to create worlds and heroes for such a passionate audience. I want to express my deep appreciation to everyone at Blizzard who supported our games, our game teams, and our players. But I want to say a special thanks to the wonderful game developers that shared in the journey of creation with me. Never accept the world as it is to be. Always dare to see for what it could be. I hope you do the same. So uh, there you go. Now, I will say, I don't know what his non-compete uh, clause would be, 
but I know there have been some other Blizzard developers who have left and started a new company. Right now, the name of that company kind of escapes me. A lot of those guys are kind of those OG people at Blizzard and those who kind of created World of Warcraft. Wouldn't surprise me if Kaplan, when all is said and done, ends up over there um, after his non-compete clause is, is gone. Just kind of speculation on my part. Who knows? Um, but I know those Blizzard guys, you know, those original Blizzard people who've been there for years and years and years that have left, um, you know, still obviously highly regard the company and want to kind of bring back kind of the essence of what was Blizzard, which, you know, to be fair, the, the team that's there now, a lot of those people at Blizzard are original fans or fans of that original Blizzard, you know, and are trying their best to kind of, you know, manage and, and kind of get through the Activision grip that's on Blizzard and, and do what they can. And so a lot of the decisions you see, if there's anything that Blizzard does that isn't, um, you know, in line with what, you know, people always say, ah, the original Blizzard wouldn't have done that. A lot of that's because of Activision. I mean, hey, from experience as a guy who did a show about Destiny, um, I understand that. And we kind of saw that with Bungie. Now we're seeing Bungie kind of being able to do their own thing, which is great. Um, you know, kind of out there being independent. But uh, just take that, you know, into into account when it comes to Blizzard. Um, but again, you know, I think a lot of these guys are trying to form their own little studio and I'm thinking five, five, six years down down the line, we're going to see a game come out from a lot of these original Blizzard folks. And um, I just, I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Uh, all right, quick uh, quick little note today. Today, uh, beginning at 1 p.m. here in the States. Uh, so I think it's 10 p.m. or I'm sorry, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Make sure you get that Xbox Insider Hub app on your Xbox because registration for Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis opens up. You have to uh, register through that Xbox Insider Hub app. So make sure to do that. That kicks off at 1 p.m. today. Make sure you are there to register for that if you're interested. And remember that beta starts on May 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern and ends May 16th from 10 p.m. Eastern. So it's kind of just a quick little run of the beta, but you have to sign up today starting in that app. It's a first come first serve. So if you get in there and you get registered, you're good to go. So make sure to do that today if you're interested in checking out Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis, which of course I am. You know, I'm gonna I can't wait, man. I can't wait to get my hands on this game and see the next step for Fantasy Star for the Fantasy Star Online series. Well, guys, that's gonna do it for me today. Have a great rest of your day. Don't forget you can always follow me on Twitter at Marturka M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. You can always email the show, the enthuselife at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>